This is a presentation of BSRN, Box Studios Radio Network. The Power Play Post Show is on the air, covering minor league hockey since 2003, and now covering the Binghamton Black Bears, with news, reactions, and in-depth interviews only heard here. And now, from the Box Studios in Kirkwood, New York, here is your host of the Power Play Post Show, Bob Howard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Power Play Post Show. This is the show for January 28th, 2023. And uh, this is episode number 18 of season number 13 of the Power Play Post Show, episode 403 in the long running podcast. It is the Power Play Post Show. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Bob Howard, and I am your host. And the Binghamton Black Bears have to be very, very happy with this past weekend, winning both of their games against the Watertown Wolves up in Watertown, and of course, beating the Elmira River Sharks on Saturday in Binghamton in front of a sold out crowd, 4,893 fans in attendance for first responder night. So the Binghamton Black Bears uh, had a great weekend, six points. And uh, I think realistically, they got to be charged going up against Motor City next Friday at the arena. Be nice if they could get over 4,000 fans again, obviously going into that game because they need their fans on their side. So let's get right into it. The Power Play Post Show is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Just search Power Play Post Show on whichever platform you listen to your podcast and subscribe. Please join the Power Play Post Show Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search Power Play Post Show and share with all your friends and family, especially if they are uh, fans of the Binghamton Black Bears. Check out BinghamtonHockey.net for all your Binghamton hockey information and curiosity. And not only will we be talking about these last two games and the standings and the stats for them this weekend, we also got six more questions with Tommy Ray. That's right. We have six questions that we kind of left off the podcast from last week, and we'll give it to you here. Tommy Ray, six more questions, new segment that we're going to do here on Sundays. Whenever we have a player guest on the show on Thursdays, we'll give you six more questions with whoever that guest might have been. This week, Tommy Ray, great interview last week with Tommy. Uh, He told his story. He's got a great story. It's a story that can pull at your heartstrings, and it is a story that, heck, you could make that into a movie. Not because he made it to the NHL or to the AHL or something like that, but because it's a story of perseverance. Uh, without a doubt, and uh, really good for him. All right, so let's talk about the 5-3 win over the Watertown Wolves in Watertown on Friday night. Now, remember, the last time they were in Watertown, they lost a game 5-1, to even after scoring the first goal. So this was a good victory for the Black Bears on the road. Just 49 seconds into the game, Tyson Kirkby scored on the second shift of the game for the Black Bears, putting the visiting team up one to nothing. So 49 seconds in, only the second shift for the Black Bears, and Tyson Kirby gets the goal. The assist went to Gavin Yates and Donald Oliveri. With Liam Anderson in the penalty box for tripping, Watertown tied up the game at one goal apiece um, after an Alexander Gamatsov goal 
Uh, he's the former player that played with the Binghamton Black Bears, started the season. They thought he was going to be uh, good for Nikita Ivashkin. They did become friends. They did talk a lot. Uh, but Gamasov was released and eventually picked up by the Watertown Wolves. The Black Bears, one minute, four seconds later, got their second goal of the game and period from Jesse Anderson, who scored his third goal of the season. Assist went to Connor Smith on that one. Now, we talked a little bit last week about how Connor Smith, we'd like to see him get back on the score sheet a lot more, and he definitely did that this weekend. Uh, more on that in a little bit. With Tate Leeson in the penalty box for tripping, Connor Smith got a rebound power play goal to put the Black Bears up 3-1 with only 3.57 played in the second period. The assist on that goal went to Nikita Ivashkin and, of course, Austin Thompson. Jesse Anderson scored his second goal of the game at the 13.30 mark with the Black Bears on the power play to make this a 4-1 game. Assist went to Donald Oliveri. Trevor Lord scored early in the third period to cut the Black Bears lead in half at 4-2. After Dakota Seaman went into the locker room assessed with a five-minute match penalty for spearing, uh, the, the Black Bears only managed one shot on goal on uh, the Wolves netminder Eloy, Eloy Bouchard. Now, just two seconds after the power play ended, the Wolves actually turned around and scored their third goal of the game off the stick of Justin Smith. If there was a downside to this game, it was that the Black Bears did not really produce any good offense in front of Bouchard during the five-minute match penalty to, uh, to Dakota Seaman. And this is the second time against the Black Bears that Dakota Seaman has really kind of done a bonehead kind of uh, penalty type of thing to hurt his team. But in this case, it didn't really cause too much damage to the team. And then they turned around with just a couple seconds after the power play to actually score their third goal of the game. Uh, with 2.05 left to go in the game, the Wolves pulled Bouchard for the extra attacker before Watertown took a timeout with 131 left to go in the third period. However, the Black Bears sealed the deal with an Austin Thompson empty net goal. The Black Bears win the game 5-3. to three. All right, Sis went to Connor Smith again on that one. Netminder Sam Levici uh, had 26 saves on 29 shots for his eighth win of the season. Black Bears scored two power play goals and only gave up one power play goal. Black Bears are now 6-1-0 and zero against the Wolves this season. So let's take a look at the the next game. That was Saturday night. Now this was a really interesting, a really great game. Uh, first of all, uh, obviously the Black Bears scored a lot of goals, so that's always good. But this was first uh, responders' night. The police and firemen played against each other. I believe the police uh, 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 the police hockey team won the game earlier in the day. I heard there was about four or 500 people there for the game watching it. But it was a sellout for the Binghamton Black Bears. They got 4,893. This was their third sellout of the season. There hasn't been a season yet until this season where they've had three sellouts. I really hope they can get a fourth and possibly a fifth sellout the remaining time. They got, let's see here, they got February games. They, I think it was about eight games in February. In March, there might be 10 games. 
And then they have about five or six in April. So I'm hoping that they can still find a way to get another um, sellout or two this season. I think that would be really good because they're making headway. They're doing a really good job marketing this team. And this team is playing well. And so you might as well get as many eyes in front of play like this, winning things of that nature, exciting hockey, scoring a lot of goals. And this was a prime example of them doing that. Um, so 48-93, sellout crowd, 9-2 victory against the Elmira River Sharks. The Black Bears got on the board first with Tommy Ray goal, a Tommy Ray goal at the 549 mark in the first period after taking a pass from Josh Fletcher. The assist went to Josh Fletcher and, of course, Liam Anderson. The captain, Tyson Kirkby, continued his hot streak with another first period goal at the 1238 mark of the first period, making this a 2-0 Black Bears lead. Donald Oliveri and Jesse Anderson with the assists. With 249 left to go in the first, Gavin Yates made a three-goal lead on the power play with Elmira's uh, Martin Mucha in the penalty box for an interference call. Dakota Bond and Andrew Logar got the assist on that. Now, that was the first period. Continuing on, the Black Bears continued their scoring ways in the second period early on with Connor Smith scoring his second goal of the weekend as the Black Bears had a four-goal lead over the River Sharks. Assist went to Dakota Bond. Dakota Bond, you'll hear his name you know, maybe another time. At the 509 mark of the second period, Gavin Yates scored his second goal of the game, putting the game out of reach. Uh, in my opinion, at that point, it was it was starting to become out of reach. Dan Weber got the assist on that goal. Elmira's Elijah Wilson was sent to the box for slashing at the 349 mark of the second period in which Donald Oliveri made the River Sharks pay as he scored the Black Bears' sixth goal in the second on the power play. Assist went to Jesse Anderson and Tyson Kirkby. Now, that was two power play goals already at that point. The River Sharks then got on the scoreboard 621 into the period off the stick of David Gaida, uh, making this a 6-1 game. All right, So they finally got on the board, and you're like, okay, it's time to relax. This game is pretty much over. The Black Bears scored their third power play goal just 14 seconds after MJ Merkel was sent to the box for slashing, giving Josh Fletcher his first goal of the game. That was an unassisted goal. Not to be outdone, the Black Bears' power play, one of the best in the FPHL, scored its fourth of the game in the third period, just 10.03 into the final frame. And Andrew, Andrew Lagar tallied. Boy, he's he's now had a few goals on the power play, so he's do, really doing well on that second unit. Dakota Bond and Connor Smith had the assists on that. Oliveri scored his second goal of the game in the Black Bears' Black Bears ninth goal with just 8.20 left to go in the third period. The assist went to Gavin Yeats on the Oliveri ninth goal. The River Sharks' uh, Larry Veritan, Ver, Vertarian scored the River Sharks' second goal with just 1.15 left to go in the game, leaving the final score 9-2 to win for the Binghamton Black Bears in front of a sellout crowd at the arena. Uh, the jerseys were really sharp. I really liked the way those jerseys looked. Um, it didn't look like it was like a complete black, but it was m- more like a um, like a charcoal black. And then you had the um, the the beautiful logo that they came up with for all the different services that help protect 
um, our community. It was a beautiful logo. It was a great jersey. I know that Tommy Rays went for seven hundred fifty. I believe Connor McAnanimo went for about a thousand dollars. So there was definitely some uh, great bidding out there. Uh, so great job by the Black Bears, uh, you know, team designing those jerseys, and of course the fans for supporting Black Bears hockey over and over and over again. Uh, Netminder Nolan Egbert Eggy. Gets uh, 17 saves on 19 shots, earning his fifth win of the season. Congratulations to him. Glad he was, you know, got that game in. Uh, Black Bears scored four goal, four power play goals, gave up no goals on the power play uh, for Elmira. The Black Bears are now 5-0-1 versus the River Sharks this season. And uh, even though I'd like to say there's no easy wins out there, this felt like it was one of the few easy wins for the Binghamton Black Bears this season. It uh, seemed like puck luck was on their side. They were able to score pretty much whenever they wanted to. Um, and so I really think that this was, you know, one of the easier wins for them. I'm not going to say that, you know, wins are easy, uh, especially not in this league where every almost every person in the Empire Division has at least 10 wins or more right now Elmira has nine wins on the season so it's one of those things where I, I I don't think every game is going to be an easy win or almost any of them are uh, because the the league has a lot more parity now okay so we're going to talk about some stats from this weekend we're going to talk about the standings but first let's go to our segment let's get six more questions with Tommy Ray we'll be back after we talk to Tommy Ray one more time right here on the Power Play Post Show. Hi, this is Don Biggs from the 92-93 Binghamton Rangers. Hi, this is Brandon Bochinski. This is Grady Wittenberg, the voice of the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to the Power Play Post Show. Here is another Power Play Post Show interview exclusive with Bob Howard. And we're here with Tommy Ray, and this is going to be six more questions with Tommy Ray. All right, Tommy, you ready for this? Yes, sir. All right. To this point in your hockey playing career, what has been your greatest achievement? You can you can say being on the Power Play Post Show podcast that that would be fine as well. But uh, yes, let's say that <laughs> being on the Power Play Post Show this is uh, this has been the highlight of my of my career. I got I, I would have to say probably if I was answering for you, it'd probably be my first pro goal. But that's just me. Yeah, uh, the first pro goal definitely. But now that I'm actually thinking about it, what comes to mind, and it's way long ago, but uh, I was. Sure. One of my favorite movies, and I think one of uh, all kids' hockey players' favorite movies is Miracle. Yeah. And absolutely. I got to play on that ice. I got to oh. play on uh, on that ice in Lake Placid. And I was very young at the time. but Nice. That was one of those things that was just super special. And I actually have a photo of me and my dad in the uh, in the snow there. So it was perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go that's, with, uh, we'll go with that. That's perfect. And honestly, I, I skated on the ice. I never played on the on that ice, but I have skated on the ice. So that's a great. Uh, I won that's, a championship on that ice. Oh, that's I did, and we were skating around. At, oh, that's awesome. I think it was five or six years old, just like, just like we won the Olympics. Like we were just, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, 
That's pretty cool. All right, so question number two. And I think I know the answer from a previous answer from Thursday's podcast, but are you a Nintendo, Xbox, or a PlayStation player? And what is your go-to game? Um, okay, so it's, bo- it's both Xbox and uh, PlayStation. I grew up on Xbox. Okay. I grew up on Xbox. Um, one of the first games that I can remember, uh, couldn't wait to get home from school to play, was the original Black Ops, Call, oh. Call of Duty Black Ops. Sure. But I'm a big fan of the open-world RPG games where, you know, like Assassin's Creed, and then uh, just recently uh, got into PlayStation for God of War. Oh, cool. That was, I saw a lot of good things about that one, so I played through uh, the first God of War, and I'm waiting to play Ragnarok, because uh, right now it's just, there's, there's no time. But, uh, now a follow yeah, other than that follow up question is there is there a guy on the team on the Black Bears right now that you uh, sit down and, and, and play with as well? So I haven't had an Xbox in about three years, but I just recently bought one. Gotcha. Uh, mainly because my girlfriend said she wanted to start playing with me. Cool. So I was like, all right, that could be a fun thing to do at the end of the night. But there, guys have their console set up uh, out here in Whitney, and uh, I would I would rip some uh, some zombies with some guys on occasion cool. uh, when we just had a little bit of downtime. So yeah, uh, guys like L.A. Fletch, uh, Mac. Um, nice. Yeah, we would uh, we would rip some black ops. So that was that was fun. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Question number three: Are you a rock, country, or hip hop music lover? And who is your go-to artist? Who's the Who's the artist that you love the the most? All three. My music is so all over the place. I don't even think I could begin to answer that. Off the top of my head, country. I mean, everybody loves more than one. Yeah. Uh, but there's some uh, lesser-known artists, and to be honest, I'd have to get on my phone right now to tell you. <laughs> um, pop. Same thing, uh, EDM, sure. you know, house music, that sort of stuff. Uh, it's all over the place. And then rock. Everybody has their tastes, and guys will hop on the ox at random. So, you know, it's it's kind of, we have different days. Like, we have Wallen Wednesdays, so we'll listen to, like, Morgan Wallen and country music on Wednesdays. And then I think Tuesdays is, like, rock or something. And then Thursdays, you get closer to game, it starts to become more, like, pop, more rap, that sort of thing. Cool. And, yeah, so it's just it's all over the place. I couldn't I couldn't even begin to tell you. No, that's pretty cool. Okay, all right. So who's the funniest guy in the locker room? That's question four. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yates cracks me up. Really? I he's got some yeah, he's got some gems and I sit next to him and he just he says things sometimes. I'm trying to think of uh Do you, can you say anything that he's said that's clean for the broadcast? Y- yes. Yes, that's <laughs> why I'm trying to think about it cuz it was like it was so funny. Oh, my God. I can't eat. It's so unique, too. It's just, like, off the cuff, and it's, oh, it's, I, I couldn't think of anything right now. Yates is funny. Weaver's, Weaver's just goofy. I, I love Weaves. And, <laughs> I, think uh, that's the, I think that's the second time I heard that. Yeah, everybody's funny, though. Everybody's got their moments cool. where, you know, even Logar, like, he's, he's subtle with it, and uh, I sit next to him as well, and he has his, uh, he has his, most of the time it's about himself. Like, he'll just say something like, it's, uh, I, yeah, everybody's, everybody's pretty funny. But the two that stand out would be definitely AT and, uh, cool. and Weaver. All so right. They're pretty funny. Question number five. 
What is your go-to cheat meal or snack that you would say is not in your normal diet, but something that when you want to cheat, you go and you get it? Oh, recently it's been uh, KFC. When I'm when <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm serious, when I'm out and there's like it's something quick, and I'm just like I could probably get Chipotle, or I could probably get something that might be a little bit better for me, but. Why not KFC? And then on occasion, out here at Whitney, we got McDonald's. It's like the only thing. It's a McDonald's and a Dunkin'. <laughs> yep. So on an off night when I'm just like, I'm in my kitchen, and we don't have dishwashers, so I'm looking at, like, a bunch of dishes, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's. Um, I just, I... And that's not in I your normal diet, food. right? You you, you don't no. normally... Yeah, I didn't think so. Not, not with the regiment no, that no, you we have. we try to take pretty good... Yeah, we try to put take pretty good care of ourselves, so... All right. It's uh, it's not a regular thing, for sure. All right, number six. A zombie outbreak has happened. And, yes, this could happen. I know for sure that it's going to happen. And uh, it's you, probably going to happen, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. And you're locked in an, at an ice hockey arena, right? So you're trapped okay. in a hockey arena, right? This is kind of like the whole foxhole kind of question, right? Who is, the yep, one yep. Per, who is the one person, dead or alive, that you would want there with you at that hockey arena? Oh, could be anybody. Oh. See, there are answers that I could say, but then I, I would offend people. Because <laughs> if I say my girlfriend, then, like, why not my mom? And if I say my mom, why not my girlfriend? And then, like, that's like, but, all right, we're going to go with, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to go. You can say your dad. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's say that. Then you're not offending anybody. I feel like he'd know what to do. (laughs) I feel like he would really know. Yes, absolutely. I feel like my dad would have like a trick. He always had tricks up his sleeve. He would definitely know what to do. All right, and that was. Oh, he wouldn't, but it'd just be nice to talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) No, fair enough, fair enough. And that was six more questions with Tommy Ray. We'll be right back right after this. you're a Binghamton hockey fan, then you need to check out BinghamtonHockey.net for all your news, stats, information, the Binghamton Hockey Hall of Fame, top 10 lists, profiles, and so much more. That's BinghamtonHockey.net. You're listening to the Power Play Post Show. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. Again, thank you, Tommy Ray, for coming on the show last Thursday on the uh, the big the big podcast, the big show, and everything being our guest. And, of course, six more questions today with Tommy Ray. So thank you very much, Tommy, for coming on the show. What a great guy, a great person to talk to, and a great player. One of the things that he does during the week that most people don't know is that he actually gives hockey lessons to about eight or nine young youth players right now. It's part of how he makes a, a little bit of money while he's here playing for the Binghamton Black Bears, being that he's on the low end of the totem pole. He's on a four-game PTO usually. And so he is a lot of times at the rink all day long, almost as long as Brant Sherwood would be there. And sometimes Coach Sherwood has to kick him out of the rink. 
great for Tommy Ray. Thank you very much for coming on. One of the great stories. Thank you all for all the fans that listened to that um, interview as well. All right, so let's get back to the stats from this weekend, right? So one of the things that we talked about, I, I think a lot of people have talked about, is the play of Connor Smith. I think I brought it up last week saying, you know, we really need to see Connor really step it up a little bit. Well, this weekend he had two goals, three assists for five points. Um, not to be outdone, Donald Oliveri also had two goals and three assists this weekend for five points as well. But we had some guys uh, hit the four-point four mark this weekend. Jesse Anderson had two goals and two assists, and so did Gavin Yates. Uh, two goals and two assists for Gavin as well, uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, Tyson Kirkby uh, still on a great scoring run right now. Two goals, one assist uh, for three points on the weekend. Uh, Dakota Bond did not have a goal, but did have three assists in the game on Saturday night in front of the home crowd, the sellout crowd of 4,893. Austin Thompson had a goal and assist. Uh, I believe those were both on Friday night in Watertown for two points. Logar had a goal, power play goal in the Saturday night game, an assist, and then uh, two points for him. Josh Fletcher also. Josh Fletcher... um, Actually got injured, left the ice, comes back, scores a goal. Uh, it's just crazy how this team is just so resilient. But Josh Fletcher with two points on the weekend. Nikita Ivashkin only uh, produced one assist this weekend. So he's the guy we're going to kind of call out, so to speak, right? And say, hey, listen, we need some more scoring from Nikita. But again... This is the beautiful thing. If Nikita's working on some defensive play, trying to work things out, trying to become a better two-way forward, and doesn't score much, then you know what? Uh, there's other players that also will will score goals. That's the beautiful thing about this team. The three or four top goal scorers on this team don't have to score every single game. So we'll keep an eye on Nikita Ivashkin, how he plays. Now, of course, he just announced recently that – he and his wife are having their, I believe, their first child. Um, so that's very cool. Congratulations to Nikita um, and his uh, obviously growing family. Tommy Ray has a goal and one point on the weekend. Liam Anderson and Dean Weaver both had an assist this weekend. So not bad for the Binghamton Black Bears. Uh, Stat-wise, uh, I think a lot of the players least got on the score sheet, and that's really kind of the important thing is that everybody is involved in that offense. Uh, and let's be honest, the best defense is a really good um, offense. All right, so let's take a look at the standings before we head out um, today. And everything, Binghamton Black Bears sit first place in the Empire Division. They have 71 points. They have 22 wins, three losses, and three six overtime losses. 21 of those 22 wins are in regulation. Um, the Motor City Rockers right now are 17-9-4 with 52 points. So there is a difference of 19 points right now between those two teams. The uh, Motor City Rockers also uh, not doing too bad, but they're pretty far behind the Black Bears when it comes to goals scored. So the Black Bears have 151 goals scored, uh, tops in the league right now. Motor City's got 116. And the Black Bears have also, with just one game more played than the Motor City Rockers, have also given up eight less goals than Motor City. Uh, So uh, Black Bears are well-rounded completely. Danbury Hattricks 
are 17, 12, and 2. 11 of those 17 wins are in regulation. So they've had to go to overtime and get a bunch of wins. Now, we all know that four of those, I believe it's four at this point, came from the games against the Binghamton Black Bears, who they play against very, very well, no matter what the structure of that team is. Uh, The Watertown Wolves are in fourth place in the Empire Division. They have 10 wins, nine of those in regulation. They have 18 losses and two overtime losses. The Elmira River Sharks are uh, 9-20-0. Now, they have 25 points. They're last in the division. They do have a game today against the Watertown Wolves. That'll be later on tonight from when I'm recording this here just before the NFL playoffs are about to begin. So those two teams have a game. So the standings are going to change a little bit from when you hear this probably until, uh, you know, because of this game that's coming up. So that will be Elmira's 30th game played and and Watertown's 31st game, which will put everybody at least at 30 games played so far in the Empire Division. Now, uh, we do have, let's see here, let's get out of here. According to the Gary Ryan Sports Bureau, the Black Bears' magic number is 38 points. So a combination of 38 points will get them into the playoffs. So if Binghamton just, you know, gets 38 more points, or if Elmira loses 38 more points, or a combination of the both, that will put the Black Bears into the playoffs for the third straight season since their conception. So um, I think we are going to call it. That's a wrap for this podcast, just a weekend wrap-up of the Binghamton Black Bears. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening last week uh, with that Tommy Ray interview done so well one of the most listened to podcasts that we've done along with the andreas johansson thank you to all the new fans that have joined the facebook group and are listening to this show i really appreciate it and until i talk to you guys this upcoming thursday we'll have a very special guest we'll talk to you next time right here on the power play post show for listening to this edition of the Power Play Post Show. Be sure to tune in next week to the Box Studios Radio Network for all the latest Black Bears news and interviews from around minor league hockey. The Power Play Post Show would like to thank John Patitucci for all the music you hear on the show. You've been listening to the Power Play Post Show.